I am Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about fast travel. And as always, we're going to focus in on the roleplay and try to get better at it together. Great. The first map, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing. It's nice. It's just me and you. I mean, I like having guests on the show, Chris, but sometimes <laughs> it's nice to just, you know, me and you bouncing our ideas back and forth. Uh, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to today's chat. Yeah, it's and, been a uh, while, I feel. Uh-huh. How about you? How are things? Pretty good. Uh, school almost done. My daughter's doing great. Summer, summer is upon us. The birds are chirping. The sun is bright. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty good. So um, pandemic almost feels like we're getting closer to some kind of normality. So that's also encouraging. Mm-hmm, Try to mm-hmm. keep it that way. So, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's nice it's summer, but it it's so hot. Oh my oh, god, it's so yeah. hot. I was out I went outside to the park with my daughter today and it was funny. I was like, I'm out I've been outside for 30 minutes and I'm dead. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and then my my brain immediately went to like could you imagine being a party of adventurers in the middle of a <laughs> desert? Like you'd be you'd be scorched. There's no way wearing like armor and leather and stuff and like oh there's no oh. way I would survive. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Like it's like 39 right like I guess I should say Celsius, right? Because maybe some people are in France. Yeah, sorry yeah. American listeners. I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit, but take our word for it. Take our word for it. It's it's hot. Like it's hot out here. Um, yeah so um yeah that's it yeah i had that feeling too i was i was uh gonna go play tennis with my brother he had his racket and everything but it was so warm we're like let's just play tennis but in video game form and that's what we did (laughs) (laughs) and you know with good ac controller in hand with a beer that was like good exercise yeah yeah that feels good (laughs) the fitbit really was pinging (laughs) off the charts i'm sure (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, and maybe you, 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 like you were talking about like walking in a desert. Maybe we can talk about fast travel. Maybe I kind of cut your your great segue with my tennis story there. That's fine. That's fine. But but actually, I'll cut it even again Uh, before we get too much into our topic. I want to take a quick uh, promo pause. We have a promo pal, so I'm just gonna plug in that segment. Hi everyone, I am Gamer Mom Luna. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Tavern. I have an amazing group of guests with me today and I... What? Huh. Well, Chad has just informed me that this is actually a pre-recorded podcast ad and not our usual live stream. Since you're here, let me tell you what I'm talking about. Tales from the Tavern is a weekly roundtable discussion that is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Actually, it's a live audience at twitch.tv forward slash shared underscore experience. Each Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, I host a new group of guests where we talk about our experiences with tabletop RPGs and sometimes drift into other nerdy topics like dice, cosplay, video games, and conventions, back when those existed. Chat asks all the questions, so it's a new conversation each week. We can also be found in Ears Edition. We edit our streams for podcasts, so if you can't catch us live, you can still enjoy the conversation. You can find us on most podcatchers at Tales from the Tavern Ears Edition. We hope to see you at the tavern soon. 
And awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that. Luna, that's from Luna at Tales of the Tavern. Uh, it's a fun show. You guys should go check them out. And uh, yeah, let's get back into our topic, Chris. So fast travel. Um, so I think as, as always, uh, if we want to have a, I'll say meaningful conversation, we need to agree on the terms of what fast travel is. Um, so I'll throw it to you. For that. Yeah, fa fast travel. I mean, this, this, this actually is generated not from a hot day at the park, but rather because of a Twitter poll, I think, right, Chris? So the, uh, you know, I, I had a Twitter poll oh, probably two or three weeks ago now. And in the poll, we talk about fast travel. And, and what inspired me for this was actually video games. I was playing video games. And in a lot of video games, there's this concept of fast travel where if in the game you've already been to a location, you've already discovered a, a place of significance, the next time you want to go there, you don't have to walk there. You can open up your menu, select the destination, and then your game just loads you into like the middle of that space or like maybe you know at the front gate of the town. So that's kind of, to me, canonically what fast travel is. It's kind of like this instant travel from one location to another after it's already been discovered uh, at, you know at least once so and it doesn't have to be a town like sometimes it can be caves sometimes it can be like ruins uh the entrance of a of a forest you know places of significance not necessarily habited places but places of importance can be returned to with instant like snap of a finger and you're and you're there so that's kind of how I, how I think of fast travel. Obviously, in the tabletop RPG context, there's other possible interpretations of it. I don't know, Chris, if you have if you have other. I mean, there there could be, but I think I think I would prefer sticking with this one. Maybe like I guess if we had to translate that, it would be instant travel. But I think mm -hmm. we're going to use fast travel because that's what's really. But I mean, there's some, like, if I go back to your video game thing, I know, like, I believe it's been a while, but I believe Skyrim is kind of like what you said. Yeah. Where, uh, when you think of something like Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, where when you fast travel, it's actually that you don't need to, like, be in first person move, but, like, it goes in the map and it, you see your character move slowly. So it's, like, not instant. You see it slowly. And then there's these random encounters that can happen. So this is almost the regular travel of like mm. role-playing games. So I, I think um, one and the other, like video game, like there's a lot of similarities, but at the same time, they don't work on the same timeline. You know, there's in video game, there's a lot of time where you can just be walking, walking in the woods, just looking at things and it's fun, where that's usually the moments we skip over in role-playing games. So. So I think you're right. Fast travel for us in this discussion will basically be instant travel. And we'll talk about, I mean, we'll talk about travel in general, I assume. Uh, maybe not like designing it. I, I don't know exactly where the discussion will bring. bring mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, maybe like, should we skip? So I, I guess what we should oppose this is with putting obstacle or... I want to say vignette, like like kind of like bring focus down. For me, it's more like like a, watching a movie, and like sometimes you watch a movie and like they cut a scene 
and they were supposed to oh let's go to the cavern and then you snap back and they're right there and you're like feel like we have no idea if that took a day or like three months and sometimes that happens when like they translate books books to like movies yeah they're trying to um, cut out they're trying to cut out some uh some screen time just to make that two hour <laughs> that two yeah, hour threshold exactly. or whatever and i feel that's the same thing with role-playing games like sometimes the game master has, has like an idea of like oh they need to be at the cavern at this time that might be even i mean travel and one shots should probably be skipped unless it's part of the adventure but like let's say in a campaign you you might even have like a we have an episode on pacing you might want to get to a certain point and then you just like skip over two weeks of travel mm -hmm. and that might be fine at your table but i guess that's the discussion right like what is the pro what is the con to this yeah yeah and, and i think before we get more into the conversation chris i i, I like what you're talking about like these vignette style or, or slightly accelerated travel. And I think it's important for everybody listening to know that when we say fast travel, we don't mean accelerated travel. You, you know, when you're playing a role-playing role game, very few things are done, like, you're, are played out in real time, right? Like, maybe some scenes, maybe some combat, everything else is accelerated to a certain degree including travel and and in this conversation when we say fast travel we don't mean accelerated travel we, yeah, we, we mean, mean instant. instant travel um kind of like kind of like in video games kind of like how i described it mm -hmm. and like you said chris yeah there's there's a lot of pros and cons and there's like there's some dissecting to be done about why those things are good and why people like that so maybe that can be our conversation um do we want to take one of the positions and say, you know, because I, if I look to my poll on Twitter, what I said was fast travel, you know, if you had to pick a camp, would you say it enhances your game or removes from it? Uh, do you have a side of that a, a position here? And, and obviously it's not binary like most things I do on Twitter. It shouldn't be binary, but I make it binary. But anyway, <laughs> is there a side that you'd like to start with, Chris? And maybe that could kick us off. Maybe first I'd like to, I don't know if you did, but I'd like to point out that out of the, I mean, it was only 73 votes, but still 68% said it hence, enhance the game, right? The, mm -hmm. the, that the fast travel is, I guess, the better option. Um, so 32 um, removed from the game. Uh, for me, I would, using our definition of instant travel, I would say it removes from the game. If, if I had to choose between always doing fast travel and never doing fast travel, I would take never doing fast travel because it has, I think, a lot of like um, range. You can yeah. play a lot with it. And that's, I guess, what I do, right? You're a player in my game. I rarely do like pure fast travel. Um, so so I, I would probably take that camp. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not sure yeah. about what you would answer to that, actually. I, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't want to... I, I would, if I had to pick one and stick to only one all the time, I would, I would pick the one where I would say, if, if you had to always fast travel, it would remove from the game. Um, I would prefer to have travel in vignette style or scene style. But, you know, if... if I think we're it's saying, an absolute it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a yes. nothing, and you were like, well, we prefer having something, but the something can be a lot or little. 
So it's kind That's, of cheating to think that answer. Right? It is kind of cheating. So then maybe for to to be interesting, what I'll say is, I think including fast travel in a game can add to it, yeah. not necessarily restricting yourself to it, but I think having that option can definitely enhance the game. Um, but I, I think it's more interesting to talk about the way you positioned it, Chris, of like, if it's absolute and you can only do one or the other, and maybe we can talk about having both at, also, but to, to kick us off, um, I, I think the elephant in the room here, at least for me, as a, as a, as a game master, from the game master's perspective, the reason why I wouldn't want my players to always fast travel is because I think there is a very important moment of of repose. What's I I don't even know how to, res, respite. Is that how you pronounce that? Resp anyway, there's like a there's like a break, right? There's a pause in the action that can happen during travel that just like <sighs> lets everybody just take a breath. Mm -hmm. And that is super important in a game. I think in terms of pacing it's important, but also in terms of like handing it over to the players and saying, you know what? The ball's in your court. You're going in that direction and it's quiet. You're on a quiet road. You have the chance to reflect about whatever you want to talk about. That's to me the like, the singular thing. If I had to pick one thing I would miss, if I always fast traveled, that would be it. I would, I would miss the opportunity for my players to like have a breath have mundane role play about the stars or the road or the weather and just build their characters that way. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know we would prefer not to agree so that it's like, oh, we're both sides. <laughs> but, but, but I think I agree. And I think if we go back to what we say every episode, like trying to focus on role play, I, I, the only reason I would see that fast traveling is always good is if you have a group that doesn't role play, and as always, I we don't do this caveat often, but like some people consider role playing as everything that is making a choice in character skill checks. We mean the talky talky parts, right? We mean the yeah. the scenes where we have a discussion. So like these moments, like you said, there's a lot of opportunity for that. If you if you don't have, you know, like you meet a quirky NPC that is not really like you won't fight it. It's not really important for the narrative. It's just like a traveler who sells underpants. I don't know. Like mm -hmm. it's, and then it's like, you know, it's just a funny, quirky thing. And like they, like the players have a blast spending 15 minutes like role playing and buying underpants. I don't know. And um, like, obviously, if you don't do role play, like this is not, this is nothing. This is. How are you going to know whether or not? your player character prefers tidy whities or boxers if you don't travel this way. Right, Chris? That's the that's the real important question about your characters. About I mean, your... if your flaw is like, I hate tidy whities, <laughs> I mean, it needs to be relevant somewhere. Exactly, exactly. You gotta give an opportunity for that flaw to shine. To really shine. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, it's funny how these weird moments often end up being Defining not in a big way, like oh, a big event, but like defining in the little like quirk that one of the play, one of the characters like gravitate towards something weird. You know, like for me, it was the post, like for Joe, uh, for uh, one of the players, like 
you started like having a real thing with like male and I don't mm -hmm. need to define everything, but like it's now like part of his character. And it, it came from, it, it wasn't during travel, but it was talking to one of those um, weird NPCs that don't do much. So I don't know. I, that's the only time I would see it being relevant consistently to fast travel would be if you don't have that kind of dynamic at your table. But if you don't have that kind of, that kind of dynamic at your table, you're probably not listening to us because mm -hmm. that's usually what we try to focus on. Um, but maybe you're listening to us because you're like, I want more of that. Well, then don't do fast travel, I guess, uh, and try to, to create those, those moments um, at your table. Yeah, and, and I think that it could also be something that you talk to your players about explicitly, right? Like, if you're a table that really likes roleplay, or, or you're trying to get better at roleplay, I think telling your players explicitly, saying, hey, by the way, when we're traveling, this is a great time for you to, to have a moment like this. And you can, try to, you can try to set it up, right? You can kind of say, oh, you know, it's a really clear night. There's really pretty stars. It's there's a full moon, or there's like a a perfect crescent moon. Like you can set the stage for like a relatively mundane. Like I mean mundane. I, call, I say mundane, but you know, just a calm atmosphere where you can encourage your players to like come out and talk about things that are perhaps not as important, or or maybe extremely important. You know, you set the stage for them to talk about an NPC that just died or something important and relevant about their backstory, but they just never felt like they had the, like the, the screen time or the, the, the spotlight to do that in the rush of combat or in the middle of the Empire talking to the, talking to the Emperor. Like, you know, you're not going to talk about the reason why you were so scared of this or that. But then when you're walking along on the road, if, you know, your players want to pull that out, they, they might. So it, it kind of gives them this, a carte blanche to talk about perhaps some things that might be a little bit less relevant. Um, yeah, it's anyway. definitely the the space. It, it's an easy space to give. Um, and if you skip it to like have const... And I think the reason why someone would skip it is what I said before, but also because a game master would feel like they need to have constant action. Mm -hmm. And that's what... I, I think that is... And I, and I hope I'm not generalizing here, but it feels like a rookie mistake to think that the game master needs to always have the action up. It's like, okay, now you 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 kill the boss there. Um, oh, you you tell me you want to go to the city to make sure that your I don't know, sister is fine. Okay, you're there. She's in front of you, and she seems hurt. You know, like it's almost like, wow, that's we've lost so much breathing room. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's the game master needs to put action at the proper time but also leave breathing room and the amount of breathing room you leave then it's up to your style I know I do a I leave a lot um, sometimes I wonder if I leave too much of it but like I think this is where the scale is and also another thing and I, I, I guess I'll throw it to you before I start on something else but yeah th th this is part of your style i guess yeah no and i like how you talked about how it can be a mistake that game masters make i mean it's a mistake that i've made I, like, i'll admit to it it's a mistake i've made in the past less because i wanted to keep the action going but more because i was so fixated on keeping a certain 
um, a certain cadence to my game. It was mm. more about the pace where I was like, okay, I started on a high and I want to end on a high. So I got to rush through the middle to get to us, like to get my players somewhere where I can end the game on a cliffhanger. And I, I'm guilty of doing that a couple of times, a dozen times probably. And when I got to the end, I felt like, oh man, I, I didn't feel good. And it, mm-hmm. one moment that comes to mind was ages ago, Chris, uh, you guys, one of, your, one of your favorite silly NPCs on your boat of pirates passed away. And uh, my, my wife, who plays with us, wanted to have a funeral for this, for this guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, you have a funeral, great. And we keep on going. Because I was like, I'm looking at my watch. I'm saying, no, we only have an hour left of playtime before people start falling, like, feeling they have to fall asleep, getting tired. So I rushed through that to get us somewhere else. It's not exactly fast travel. It, it, it actually, it isn't fast travel, b- but I could see myself making that mistake where my players say, oh, I, I want to go from point A to point B really quickly. And they, I just bounce them there. I just get them there ASAP because I need to stick to my, I need to skip to my, predetermined timeline, if timeline. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I lost you, Chris. You lost me? Testing one, two, one, two. I think Hello. I did. I'm just going to wait for him to get back, and I'll cut this part out. Hey. Qu'est-ce que tu m'entends, mais tantôt je t'entendais, puis là je t'entends plus. Hey, yeah, I'm here now. I hear you now. Yeah, I lost you, but it's okay. I think Craig is still there too. Just give it a second. Je t'entendais tantôt. C'est ça que je, quand t'étais comme I lost you, j'étais là. Mais je, I guess tu m'entendais plus. C'est weird. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I didn't. I couldn't hear you at all. Um, okay, sorry. That's okay. I I just want to make sure Craig didn't like himself out. I mean, I I see it, but still there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's let's keep going. No, no, it's fine. So I was saying um, how game masters can sometimes get into the mistake of fast traveling to expedite. Um, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To no, so, 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 Anyway, so we, so that's fast travel. I have a couple of other ideas for things that. Um, yeah, we'll see, but, uh, was he? Oh, babe, I, 
Go if you have something okay. to say, go for it. So this is, I mean, we talk a lot about the breathing room. I think another thing that that um, is gain from you know slowing things down for me, it's weird. So it's sometimes when we do long travels, um, in order to show passage of time, I try to have something every two days. I would say just to make sure like so if it's a thing that takes eight days i have to have four moments it's not combat necessarily it's not but i want to have something and maybe something is just like you reach um a um what is it called like a post like you know like people are just like a guard post let's say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and you just need to like show credential or something like that it might just be something mundane like that it might be an npc it might be an hostile creature at night or whatever. So it's it's just something to punctuate it. And I want my players to not know if it's one of those like, oh, it's just a guy selling, selling underpants. Or if it's like some guy that is related to my backstory and it's an ambush and it's like, you know, so in order for moments of like, oh, someone's setting up an ambush and it seems like nothing, then you need also moments where it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So my way of like, kind of like creating that expectation is to have a thing every one or two days, depending of what happened. And also like, if you're on the road, it might be two days. If you're in the middle of the forest, it might be every day or something like that. If I, if I want it to be dangerous or at one point you went up a mountain, if I want this trek to be like tedious, then I'm going to put things twice a day going to be like oh you, there's a cliff you need to go up oh you see claws on the wall or you, so i'll add more things so the the amount of obstacles per day or like per time i guess i'll put will be how i want the time to feel like is it tedious or is it fast fast what i'll say like not the mm -hmm. like basically accelerated travel you know um so um so i think that is what i play with I don't know if that's something you, you have a version of. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I mean, I, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, if I can, Chris. I, I think mm -hmm. that part of the beauty of doing that too, I mean, we talk about interrupts a long time ago now on the show, but the beauty of, of this is that as a game master, you can kind of make those, those events whatever you want them to be. You can roll on a random table if that's your style. You can make them interrupts like we like we talked about in our in our other episode where it's you know a little bit more specific to certain characters uh, certain environments and having those things built in enables travel to not only be this thing that the players do but also a conduit for the story a conduit for whatever you're using the interrupt for if it's an interrupt with a specific purpose related to someone's backstory then great if it's an interrupt for the specific purpose of doing like exposition on the on the world that they're you know they're traveling into a new province or whatever or they're going to a new island then you can kind of showcase the distinction between one and the other by having these interrupts like slowly build into like now you're in this new place and it's uh culturally different so there's going to be a uh, how do you how do I say it? like a transition almost mm -hmm. from one place to the other which can be fun and 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 with fast travel you skip that right you i mean presumably 
maybe we're not giving fast travel enough credit here. Presumably, they've already done the trick once. So you're you're allowing you're enabling them to skip doing it another time. Yeah, and you could also do but, the fast travel by doing the. I don't know if, if you min max fast traveling like like I do when I'm playing a game. Oftentimes, you'll you'll find yourself fast traveling somewhere because you've been there once, but like you haven't been there from a specific direction. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, for anyway. sure, and I think it's. Um, it's also the, the the fact that you could you could do fast travel and do the narration, right? You could you could just be like, so I, I'm I'm gonna take the example of of my game lately. Like you went in another region where my goal was to show that the roads were secure, but also it was kind of expensive and 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 kind of like a a very um, it was a long trek and it was expensive. Um, I could have just said, well, you guys reach your destination where you have like three posts that you need to pay this amount and like, and the roads are secure and blah, blah, blah. And that's done. We're there. Mm-hmm. Or like, do you agree to pay? And that's all. And may, let's say you don't agree to pay. Well, do you turn around or you confront them? If you confront them, then we zoom in. Like I could have done that. But again, for me, it's my thing of like every two days or whatever. So like those posts were these events of like, and then you guys looked at like, oh, are they like real guards? And then you learn about a group called the Welcomers who are in charge of this thing. And then, and this could be nothing or it could be relevant to the future. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, but, but I think to go back to like giving credits to fast travel, you can do everything we're saying with, I'll say text box or just, narrating what happened in a really quick way and we do it like i i I know we give i guess fast travel a a hard time but like i even like i think the the most intense fast travel that i did was because you guys did the normal like the travel i'm describing to reach a point in the forest where you had to fight a group of people go inside the like ancient um tomb get an artifact and then it was like coming back you know like coming back is if you're doing the same road Mm-hmm. is often kind of boring, right? A bit like what you're saying is like, well, you already done it. And especially we just already like we just did it. Yeah. Um and the thing is I wanted this artifact to attract a beastman creature of chaos. And you just fought a bunch of them. So I was just like I don't really want to like have this travel and I would put a fight there because they are attracted and I I straightforward said you go away you 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 do this travel you get attacked you survive you get to the place it was also because like it was the prequel of our other thing and we needed things to match so i kind of hand waved the like the two campaigns meeting to a point but i think that would probably be the most intense fast travel than i did because i fast fast travel or fast track a fight which is probably a little bit controversial um but yeah yeah that's a that's a good point and i don't know um to me i feel like it's fine you know like like some of the reasons you explained you you went back you it was a a route we had already done it was enemies that we were gonna like we already were very familiar fighting with against um 
So maybe, you know, I, I feel like we're starting to talk a little bit about the benefits of fast travel. Should we should we switch over to that camp, Chris? Or, or do you have any other things to say about uh, about not doing fast travel? You know, how <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow travel. No, that's not the right word. Um, I mean, there, I think there's a lot to dissect uh, there. I'm not sure if it would be pros and cons. It might be more like different ways of doing it, I guess. But uh, but I think maybe we can switch to, to the pros of fast travel. And to be honest, I'm almost done. <laughs> like, I don't know what else I would say except, like, it saves time. You stay in the action, things we've mentioned. And the fact that, like, if if it's stuff you already know makes sense to skip. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, so yeah. I have, I have, I have uh, some interesting Please, go. thoughts about <laughs> fast travel. And, and one... And here, what I'll say is, I'm not advocating to like always allow your players to fast travel. But I think in certain, actually, okay, I'm gonna start with caveats. Let's talk about it generally, and then maybe I'll, I'll focus on caveats later. But I think one of the things that fast travel is often viewed as is as a reward, right? It's you worked really hard to get to this spot or to to discover this place here's here's like a a reward for doing it you you know a benefit and you can build up those rewards you can as you discover more and more things as you become more renowned perhaps it's safe to assume that you have a posse of people protecting you or you have a reputation so bandits won't attack you on the roads so so long as you you know you're a seasoned adventurer which if you've discovered a lot of places in an, in a space it's probably safe to assume that you are so you know just because you're instantly going to a spot i don't think necessarily it means that you remove like narrative reason for it i i think you've got this reward it's it's this perk of being a hero in a space that you are familiar with and i think that you know, and I'm I'm saying this sounding very convincing, I think, or or at least sounding very passionate about it. I'm not that passionate about it, to be to be honest. But for the sake of argument, you know, I I can see that as being a pretty good case for fast travel, especially um, under relatively short distances, right? Like in a province that you're you're very familiar with, or you know, on terrain that's not necessarily too complicated. I mean not too dangerous or too complicated i see that as being a very reasonable and almost like at will like if players if you're in a, if you're in a game where players want to fast travel you're a game master who wants to fast travel you can almost allow players to do it free range in like a quote unquote a safer environment um and i i don't know if if that triggered anything for you Chris. Yeah, I mean, I never, I, I've ne- actually never seen, I never considered fast travel as a reward, but it makes sense. Um, I, I, I could see it as like a reward of like actually already doing the road. Mm-hmm. But uh, like for me, for instance, if I go back to the, the roads that I had a cost, you guys talk to the posts where you like the place where you need the outpost where you needed to pay. But now, if you guys want to do, go pretty much anywhere in the region, you could just be like, I'm going, and I'm going to count how much you owe 
And if you mm -hmm. pay that, it makes sense to just be like fast travel. And for me, that means that you can fast travel as much as you want, as long as you can pay for it. So that's the how I I limit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if you don't fast don't fast travel, you still have to pay for it, unless you uh, until you uh, unless you go in through the woods or something. But yeah, I, I could see that if you don't want to do this. So roads make sense for me, you know, like mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. really like very secure forest, like you said, like depends on the terrain. Um, but rewards as I don't know, maybe you save the king or you save a lord or whatever, and they're like. Oh, we're I own the coach uh, company of XYZ, and now you can use our service the way you want. And when you use those services where they are, you can not worry about getting attacked because they're highly secured or whatever. It, it yeah. makes sense, and that would be a nice reward. I've never used it that way, but that's cool. Yeah, no, actually, and and I've I've also used it in that way. I I actually, and I used it kind of the opposite not the opposite but i gifted it as a reward to my players in an environment that was dangerous so they mm -hmm. they it was a haunt like quote unquote haunted forest like a a forest with with demons and things and they helped a village that was like neighboring the forest and the village gave them this gift of snails like this giant like it was a giant snail mm -hmm. that they could go into and then the snail knew its way through the forest so if they wanted to fast travel through the forest they could and i mean it wasn't instant in the game it was slow they were in a giant mm. snail <laughs> and it, there was a cost in in-game time oh you know but... that, that's cool that i like that the fact that like you know if you're in a hurry you are you're not safe uh-huh exactly so it was it was kind of fun um it got a little bit complicated when the players started to want to use the snails uh, to stop in the forest. They were like, oh, but we've been there. Let's just tell the snail to go like halfway through and then drop us off. And then I was like, no, no, no. This, this, I had to like put a cap on it. I'm like, no, the snail only knows how to go from like how to, how to get through it. It's not going to stop halfway. And it, I had a hard time coming up with like a yeah, genuine yeah. reason why it couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, and that's um, that's the problem I think with a lot of those like mechanics is like riling, like removing it or riling back. Is it riling? Anyway, just like you know, reeling it, yeah, reeling back. It's it can get exploited really fast. Um, so if if after that you want to put, I have to go. Keep you can keep talking if you want, <laughs> but I'll be right back. Christina needs me for something. Cool. Uh, if you, that's weird. Hey guys, I have the mic for myself. Um, but yeah, if if you, uh, I was gonna say, airship makes sense. Like if you have an airship, you can fast travel, no danger. Um, I would probably be like, players, do you want to have a scene where you talk? And if you don't, then you you get there. I mean, it's an airship, unless you get again attacked by dragons and stuff. But yeah. Um, and while Matt is not there, uh, another thing I wanted to mention was I think with fast travel or travel in general, there's I think we need to talk about random encounters a little bit. Uh, we've talked about random encounters in our interrupt episode. Um, go check that out uh, if you're interesting. So that 
the difference between an interrupt and a random encounter is is I like it. I like to conceptualize it like uh, Final Fantasy VII versus Chrono Trigger. If you guys know the those games, so Final Fantasy VII is you walk and you roll on the table, where those interrupts are actually things you prep and will trigger when things happen or specific moments um, in in a narrative way. So I think that's something I don't want to talk about really more than that, but like something to consider. Go go check our interrupt episode. We mentioned it previously in this episode, but uh, I think there's a lot, a lot of lots of overlap between how you build encounters on the roads and how the travel feels. So yeah, check that out. And I think Matt is coming back.
Sorry, I'm back. Sorry, Yeah, she just had a like a Charlie horse in her stomach almost. So it was. Anyway. Yeah, she must be very <laughs> pregnant right now. Yeah, puis la chaleur aide pas. Chaleur, en ça plus compliqué, I think. But uh, hey, she's okay. She'll be okay. So I, I talked, I forgot what I was going to say, and then I changed subject, and I talked a little bit about interrupt in random encounters, and you can remove all of that if you want to remove <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just going to so, mark the, the time so it's easier to find it. But Okay, cool. Um, I forget where we were. We were talking about the snails... And then people trying to the system how it's hard to reel back systems, I think. Yeah. That's what you were saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I talked about airship while you were gone. So I don't know. I said like an airship would be a good way of of, of doing mm. of doing like a non-combat thing unless you get a type of dragons. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I talked about interrupt and random like maybe you could cut between like I mean what whatever you want, right? But Sounds good. Okay, I cool. Um, I think we need to start with just something else. Do we have anything else we wanted to talk about for that? Yeah, so I'll I'll keep talking about rewards because I have a few other thoughts. Okay, um, and then we can keep maybe going, but... maybe to make it easy, be like, oh, something happened. Coming back. Yeah. All right. So sorry, guys. I had to run off uh, real quick. Something something happened with my pregnant wife. She's fine. But uh, anyway, I'm back. Uh, we're a little distracted, so I'm just going to kind of kick us back into gear, talking about fast travel. Uh, I think we're talking about rewards, so let's let's keep talking about that. I'm going to give a couple more examples of of how I've used fast travel as a reward in the past, and I don't know, Chris, if it'll if it'll trigger anything for you. But um, one thing that I've also done for fast travel, and this is very Zelda inspired, but once I gifted my players with an item. The two-piece item, it's like a crystal that breaks into two, and it allowed them to basically fast travel between two locations that they chose. But they had to, they had to, like, you had to put it somewhere. You had to put the crystal in the ground, and it, like, permanently was there. Oh. So it was actually funny because they never used it. (laughs) (laughs) They, They put, they put one down at, like, what was I guess their their home base town, and then they never they could Players. never convince themselves of putting it somewhere else because they never thought it was important enough. They were always like, "Oh, maybe there's gonna be a better place," so they never used it. But um... <laughs> players, like you have to love them. This is such a like typical move of like you give them something cool that is a one shot thing, and is just like paralysis of yeah. I have, I, we have one player on our table who is really susceptible to this, but actually started really committing to using those things. And it's so rewarding. So I don't know, parentheses here, if you're listening to this, encourage your player, or if your player, do it. You, you need to use them. You're going to get more. Just just mm-hmm. use it, to, you know. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but that, I mean, that's it. So it was, it was another way of... Um, of giving my players an option to fast travel kind of at their at their leisure. But um I'm trying to think of other benefits to fast travel and I I suppose really one of the big ones is is just 
the speed, right? Like it's it's a logistic logistically, excuse me, logistically it's you snap your fingers, you're there, and you don't have to worry about it. It it can it feels like you fold you're folding space, right? It's like, oh you have a big map, you want a world to look really large. But especially in Dungeons and Dragons, when you reach a certain level and you have like you can teleport or you can move through uh, plants or whatever. And you can basically distance doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that's not the word I the, the world I run. So that's not really where I come from. Like it's not the angle I come from in this discussion. But yeah, it's I, I think when you start doing like mechanical fast travel, like actually like teleporting or portals or whatever, or what you're talking about with your with your crystals, it becomes like the world seems smaller, which, mm -hmm. or, or I guess the characters look bigger. Like they look more powerful as if like distance is no longer a problem. And I think we could talk about a, a little bit of, of levels. Like, you know, at low level travel is usually more tedious. And when you meet some like random encounters or, or brigands, then it's a big deal and you need to like fight it once. But once you're like level 12 or even before that, then you're the thing that people are afraid of. So you you could just fast travel without really meeting like a red dragon, you know? So it's, mm -hmm. you're kind of golden. You can, it, it makes sense. So like, I guess level could be definitely something. And it comes back to like the feeling you want to give, right? The feeling of this travel being tedious are very easy. Um, so... I, I think for for my campaign that doesn't have that kind of magic, that would be the way of making that happen, giving more fast travel. And I actually started setting up one, right? Like, uh, you know, like you, you found a waystone that like, yeah, your character true. figured out like, oh, I could teleport here in the future when I get a little bit more powerful. Um, so it's almost like a promise of like, it's coming if you want to come back here fast. You have NPCs you care about. You don't need to go through like a trek in the wood and like spend X, Y, Z amount of time. Um, so it's it's folding space at this point. Yeah. No, I I like how you say that. It's and I also like the visual of of like the map folding in on itself to get you from one place to the other. Um, and and I think you're onto something with the levels, right? Like. It, it it and it kind of fits into the reward thing too. It's it, mm. it's this it's this perk of being stronger. It's this perk of being higher up on the food chain. Um, but like you also said, Chris, it's so system or setting based. If you're playing a game that's meant to be survival, meant to be in in a desert or in a cold Arctic space or or in a danger, any environmentally dangerous space, I, I think fast travel without some kind of system for exhaustion or resource depletion or whatever um, wouldn't do you any do do you any favors. And you know, for the players to really feel, I, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, right? Because you you want the players to feel like this is a dangerous trek without necessarily boring them to death. So mm -hmm. it's it's this balance, but I think just always allowing fast travel 
probably isn't the isn't the right move. M maybe in some cases they can. I, I'm going on the desert theme here. May maybe there's like a some kind of elephant taxi service or something. I don't know. But again, you don't want it to be without its. You want it to be a decision that they make where they say, "Okay, I'm going to travel safely from point A to point B without interruption." but at a cost. And I, and I think that that's kind of, as we've been talking, Chris, that seems to be a consensus that we have, that there should be some kind of analysis that gets done about benefit to cost. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and if we want to mention a couple, we talk about spells, so like spell slot could be, yeah. could be a thing. Money, uh, in order to have escorts, that means you can basically don't, like almost... You don't. You're not rolling random encounters. That if, that if that's what you're doing, time could be slow. Like your Snell example. Um, so there's a lot of of things you can do. I'm sure there's others. I don't know if you have others on on your mind right now. Um, um no. I mean, I think money is the one that. But like resources. Oh yeah, just like you know, if you need to have portions and yeah, yeah. My my brother used to be like. You pay for taverns and stuff, and like in like mm -hmm. if you're doing fast travel, you still have to pay for the things you would have paid, and maybe you can even pay a little bit more. So it's it's you're you're not haggling, for instance. It's just like you're paying the thing. If you want to haggle, then maybe we zoom in and we'll do a whole scene with it. We're not just gonna. Okay. And another thing we could do is just rolls. You know, we'd be like, oh, we're going to the forest. Okay, the ranger make make a, a survival check to see how well you succeed, and if you fail the DC you've set, then then this random encounter happens. Um, and then it's almost like the fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, like, and it's like, the combat <laughs> yeah. is starting. So it's, um, that can definitely be done. Like, I think it's all about the feeling you want to give, the pacing. It's really a balancing act. I think that's why it's a, a complex subject. It's so simple, but at the same time, it's, it's an art form. And, the whole like game mastering and, and being and being a player too but is an art form. But this gauge, if you're trying to stick with one thing, it's gonna one day bite you in the rear, right? It's mm -hmm. gonna if you always do fast travel, or if you always put a lot of obstacles, or if you always track uh, money, or if you always you know it's there might be a time where money becomes tedious, or it might be a time. So it depends. Like for me, the region like in this region of Talabaim. The Talbot clan is where money becomes relevant in travel. It wasn't relevant in the other regions. So that's kind of like the theme of it. Um, but it's, I think it's pacing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, I, I kind of want to talk about something slightly adjacent to this, Chris. And it's about, I mean, it's about travel, it's about fast travel, but it's, I'm going to, I'm going to focus in on some. I'm going to use video games as an example, and I, I kind of want to use... a lot about video games today. And I, I think know, it's I'm so sorry. Related. No, no, I, I've been talking about it too. I, th I think it's it's so weirdly related, because I think it was inspired by each other somehow. Like, it's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, in a video game, it's certainly more tedious, I think, right? Because you're not really role-playing with other people at the tables. So, so in the video game context, fast-traveling... I'm thinking of Skyrim, I'm thinking of Fallout. It makes sense to allow people to skip around. But one of the biggest criticisms of this in a video game is that it 
doesn't enable players to feel as connected with the space. And and I mean li- like literally and figuratively because when you're playing in a video game the more you walk around in the environment that you're in the more you like make reference points you build yourself like a mental map of the of the location um and i recently you know i recently played a game from uh, a while ago now but from the from software team that made they, they made dark souls uh and they made sekiro and in sekiro you can fast travel there's all these statues all around the world that you're fighting in your your ancient samurai battles ninja battles it's really fun anyway um you can fast travel to any of these spaces that you've been to before however in dark souls the first one you couldn't there was literally no fast travel you had to walk everywhere you went and it there was like a stark contrast in my brain about like how much i remember the dark souls map compared to the sekiro map because i there's all of these like points that i would become familiar with but i didn't know them as a whole so i i guess what i'm trying to get at here is in a role-playing game are there parallels there that that can be made and and i'm not sure because in a video game you're so like you're literally in the game like you are moving your character through a physical space you know virtual physical space whereas in a role playing game not not so much right you're you're role playing it but you're still not you're not there so are the downsides of fast travel as a parent in a role playing game when you compare them I, I don't know if i'm making sense but you are you are no 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 i i'm under, i'm thinking about it i my first response was it i feel like it's almost worse for the reason i i said before because i think time is the thing here because in those games that they do fast travel and that like for instance not kingdom come deliverance which tracks time because it's like has these random encounters and stuff like that mm-hmm. but in most of the game like skyrim or whatever like missions are waiting for you most of the time right it's time is not an issue so if you fast travel to one place to the other, the time it takes to do it is almost irrelevant. Like, you know, I remember mm-hmm. playing Skyrim and be like time traveling and arriving at night and be like, oh, I guess it's night now. But like, I don't have any idea why. Like, it's just it's just the random numbers do that. But it's okay. might have to like <laughs> press like, you know, like wait until the morning to talk to the yeah. person I need to talk to. But it's not a really a big deal where I feel like the passage of time is something important in role-playing games. I, maybe it's just it's me, true. but like I have a calendar, I have like stuff like that. And if, if like there's a, a quest hook that is not addressed in a timely manner in the time that makes sense for that quest hook, the, I think one of the role of the game master is make events come of that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the person you have to rescue is dead or, lost or so so the fast travel it's almost worse because you're like oh we're just gonna go to the city we need to go it's like well do you realize that it's gonna take you seven days to do it Mm -hmm. i mean you could say it like that but it doesn't feel in the same way so maybe instead of i i guess from your metaphor of like video game is really like being connected to the space 
I feel maybe in role playing game is being connected to the time, and that's very <laughs> metaphysic. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, 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 and that comes back to what I was saying with like having an, an interrupt or or a random encounter or something every one or two days. It's not really to connect to the spaces, to connect to the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about that? No, that's absolutely right. You know, you bring a very valid point. Time is. It's definitely something that a video game. I mean, some video games have time pa- pa- the passage of time as well, but in like you're saying, in most cases, um, some in in some cases, time is irrelevant. I would I would like to see the number of the the games that track time in their quests probably do fast travel differently. Or mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. We should ask like our our. Our friend that's really into all kind of video games, but I mean, I keep coming to Kingdom Come Deliverance, so, so I think that might be something. So, like in role playing games, if and and that's when that's when I fast travel. To be honest, when I don't care about the passage of time, if there's no quests that are time sensitive, mm-hmm. you have the time to do it, and there's no danger. Then then fast travel makes total sense. Yeah, especially if it's in a space. I, I think it touches on two things, right? The, the mm-hmm. time is not a problem. And the space has been understood. Like you're in an environment where you know the you know the the players have a pretty decent understanding of like the cultural distinctions of that space. So in terms of immersion, it's not so important that they know the geography between city A and city B, but it's important that they know that when they enter into this new province, that the roads are safer or that um you, you know there's there's pop-up markets that happen every couple of days or you know there's a lot of dancers or i don't know i'm coming up with like on the spot examples here but i mean I, if I, we go sorry i was just gonna say if we go to your mid to your thing in like uh, your ship in the water there was regions with different like weather or stuff so that that that, that would be also something right yeah weather I, so I, I think as long as the players have already understood the environment that they're fast traveling through, then it becomes less of an issue to go like to expedite it, right? Um, that coupled with time. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, yeah, cool. I, I mean, we're, not... we're kind of like in there, like reflecting and and like discovering, which is cool. But I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> if if we're going anywhere. But I like the the thing of of, of time and. That would be a like it could be a whole episode tracking time and how how to use time and and it's just like here we're doing the connection with fast travel but um, I think it's also an interesting subject. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I think I mean, Chris, I'm kind of done talking about fast travel for now. I don't know if you have other thoughts, but I think we can wrap I, up. I'm, we could wrap up. I, I'm kind of wondering, like sometimes when we talk, I'm I'm learning things. I'm like, oh, how how will I implement dif- differently or I'm trying to think what I'm pretty happy with my system. I don't know. Uh, did you did you come up with anything that you're like, oh, I'll try it. I'll try it like that. I guess the reward thing you said you mentioned, like for me, I've never done that. So like, it, for instance, the welcomers that are part of the group, if you help them, it would make sense that they don't make you pay anymore. And then fast traveling is just like totally mm-hmm. normal and, and easy to do. Um, so that's something maybe could be a cool reward 
Yeah, actually, you know what? And I, I did think of something else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. If it's player driven, right? Like, I, I think there's a balance too between fast travel being something that the game master says, okay, guys, like, I think we can get there versus when the players explicitly say something like, oh, you know what? Let's go help out the guild that does trading and let's become buddy-buddy with them because they're going to make it easier for us to travel. So, so if, you know, I think as a game master, it's your role to lean into that. Even if maybe you were like, oh, no, no, I, you know, fast travel wasn't going to be part of my plans. It was supposed to be, supposed to be like, meticulous travel and it was important to you but if the players are really leaning in and they're coming up with a really clever strategy to find a way to expedite their travel i i think you have to also listen to that i so like you said chris if we're helping out that group that owns all of the 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 pay the pay booths along the way Maybe they'll let us go for free. Uh, the, the same thing would go, like, in my world, there's there's a trading company. If you guys decided to pay the trading company or help the help the trading company in some way, maybe they'll give you a better boat or a faster boat or or whatever. Um, the same thing could apply in a, in a space where there's, like, natural portals uh, or, or, you know, natural fast travel, like, like a story specific world specific setting specific travel points that are instant like actually absolutely instant maybe the, maybe the players don't get access to those unless they they become buddy buddy with the owners of those of that like system um yeah and, and you can do a lot of like this is a great quest hook you can go with something very political or you can go with something like uh, a help for that leads to a combat where you need to cleanse part of the woods or whatever you, you make sense in your story so it would be a great quest hook and maybe like the travel like even not talking about fast, like talking about fast travel but even back to like making the travel tedious like tedious to normal and normal to fast travel mm -hmm. like you can really play with that range and 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 the amount of obstacles that are there and ways to kind of go around it as a reward yeah so yeah i, I think that's probably it right so uh, we talked about fast travel as instant travel in our game uh just skipping and be like you're at your destination now and we talked about the fact that sometimes it can be good to stay in the action and to like for pacing purposes and uh especially if they they are high powered for instance or if they um, you you just want to uh, give them a reward or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we talked about how there's benefits to not having fast travel, or or at least not always allowing it, because it's a moment of of repose. It's a moment where your players can reflect, they can role play, uh, they can take a breather, and maybe kind of have a little silly moment in between some of the more drama filled or or tense moments between their destinations. It also enables the game master to an opportunity to do exposition and and showcase the the new setting or the environment that they're traveling through. So it, uh, you know, it's good to slow things down sometimes as well. And and I think the consensus really here, Chris, is that so long as you mix the two together, I I think and you balance it out, 
there's no reason not to allow for fast travel under certain circumstances, just as there's also going to be really good reasons to make travel a little bit more uh, tedious to express different things. So I think that that's kind of where we landed. Yeah, and it's about discovering your style and this and what the setting this dictates. Uh, you talked about. I, I've been thinking about Walking Dead a lot uh, in our discussion of like the first season going from one building to the other is the end of the world, and in the later seasons it's like they're going from like cities apart and it's no big deal and it's so it's and, and it's usually that way. It, it's pretty much never the other way, but I mean that would be interesting to to like have a lot of fast travel and maybe like a lot of portals and then your story the portal system breaks down and because it was established with portals for centuries or whatever people don't know what's in between the spots that <laughs> are linked by the portals and now you're like trying to link back to other colonies uh so that could be a, an interesting way of like almost like it feels almost po post uh, apocalyptic like yeah like where you, you flip it on its head a little bit yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah i mean whatever you want to do but it's a great tool right something to think about yeah, yeah. So I think that that's everything about fast travel, at least for today. Um, you know, we might have a conversation, Chris, like Chris said, about uh, about time, calendars, that kind of thing. It's been something that's been uh, an idea that I've had to talk about as well, Chris. So I'm happy to hear that you wanted to talk about it. Um, maybe also just travel in general. Uh, it, it could be interesting, but I mean, we talked a lot about it today. But uh, but anyway, so if you guys have a topic or you specifically want us to talk about calendars or, or time, that, that please reach out to us. Let us know that that's something you want us to talk about. You can do so by talking to us on Twitter. That's at roll under, underscore play underscore chat. Or we have an email that's contact roleplaychat at gmail.com. Oh, we both had a problem with it today. <laughs> I think it's time it's done, so I'll let you close it. <laughs> All right, let's call it a chat. <laughs>